Welcome to EMG Transformations with Dan Stoll. Each episode will empower you to ignite your inner fire and provide methods to maximize your mental and physical performance. You never know how one valuable insight can make such a big impact. Please leave a five-star review if this episode leaves a positive impact on you. And don't be shy to screenshot and share episodes on social media that you find helpful so we can spread the message and make the world a better place. You never know who may need to hear and the impact it has on them too. We're only scratching the surface. There's so much more to learn. Subscribe and stick around to manage stress, improve your health, and create lasting lifestyle changes. Buckle up and get ready to spark your transformation with Nova Fusion. Welcome to today's episode of EMG Transformations with the big, bad, kind, and compassionate Kelly Siegel. Kelly was forced to grow up at a young age living in a mentally and physically abusive home, but those experiences shaped him into the warrior you see today. He became harder than life and rose above his circumstances to achieve massive success But the thing I love most about Kelly is his big heart to do good and make a positive impact. His experiences gave him a deep understanding and empathy, and now his mission is to spread and receive more love. I am honored to have Kelly as a friend here in Michigan, and I'm grateful to share this empowering conversation with you guys. Thank you for joining us today, man. Uh, beautiful, you're hired. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. All my intros going forward, Dad. I, 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 warrior is a new one for me. Um, I, really? I actually, when we were in LA recently, you and I, uh, I somebody called me the ripped Buddha. So I, t- I accept all um, adjectives and and descriptions of myself because uh, you know I'm trying to break the mold and just raise the bar of of standardization of, of, of expectations and what we're doing and what we're putting out in this world um and you know is is we've become friends it's just we just keep freaking keep grinding keep going so thank you for that and i'm excited um when you reached out to me it was like book it right away let's yeah. uh, anything i can do for dance though well for sure i'm in appreciate that man and yeah you definitely have this sense of duality where you are literally the definition of harder than life but you also have this like soft, vulnerable side that's very caring and giving. And that's a really rare thing to find someone that's so extreme as you are, but in both areas. And, you know, that's just something I really value about you. And it's unique. So I love the message that you're doing. And, you know, just the presence and the energy that you give out on on a daily basis. So thank you. I receive all that. And I can tell you, it took a lot of violent work on myself to be able to hear that and be that person. And that is exactly what I'm trying to become a, a compassionate, soft landing space and non-judgmental because everybody is where they are. And I accept that. Um, I want everyone to live their best life, but all too often we're shooting ourselves in the foot and we're, 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 we're our own worst enemy and life really is simple. 
but it's not easy. So I, 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 I've got, I've noticed that we've been able to grow our following and our, our fan base by under, meeting people where they are. And, and that's really helped me grow as a person, as a father, as a leader, as a podcaster in every respect to understand them. And not everybody's me. Um, I'm a little, I got a little alien in me. I get that. Uh, but it still gives me butterflies to hear people say that. And lately, everybody is saying it. So it tells me I'm on the right path. And I'm getting introduced by people that don't even know me. And they're saying, man, I can feel your heart and your love. I walked into a restaurant after we left our event uh, last Sunday. Uh, I had to drive to Huntington Beach. And I walked into and and a couple was sitting at uh, at this bar. And they're like, the alpha male with love just walked in. And I went, what? And I, I thought it we were they were putting a, a digging on me, but they're like, we felt your energy when you walked in. What do you do? And it was pretty cool because they both, I said, I'm in personal development. I'm an IT company. They both opened their Instagram and they both had already been following me. So, oh my gosh, uh, something's working. Uh, at the end of the day, this is just who I am. I am in complete alignment with who I say I am. And I love the person in the mirror. You, you will not. Uh, if you hired a private investigator and follow me, Dan, uh, you would not see a chink in my armor. I don't sneak drinks. I don't take days off. I don't, I don't, I don't cheat. It's just, it's just harder than life, which isn't once you get on that positive momentum train, uh, it's, it's, it's easier than life. Mm. Just getting started. Yeah. And that's the thing, like your integrity, like you do what you say you're going to do and you practice what you preach and you don't really falter from that at all and you know that's something that that self-worth and that discipline that can be really hard for people so just like right off of the bat like where does that discipline come from you to really just stay on track with everything that you do because it's so easy when life strikes with the unexpected to fall off of your habits and you know kind of get into this this on the stumbling path in a sense. Yeah. The truth be told is that was instilled in me at a very young age. That is one of the very positives that I got from my tough upbringing. I knew that if I negotiated with myself, if I played the victim, which I could have very easily done. I mean, the physical and emotional abuse that I, that I experienced daily as a child, my parents would be in jail right now if it were if it were today's day. So let's not mince words. I'm not asking for I'm not asking. For, I'm not telling you this to feel sorry for me. Any kind of compassion. I just want you to understand that it was it was survival growing up. Yeah. So those the good part of things happening for you, not to you, is that it built this unmistakable grit to succeed. But let's not mistake make any word mince any words. It's it's survival. So if I think for a second I want to take today off, it, it my body says you're going to die, mm-hmm. and it's I don't risk that on anybody. I am working on that and realizing to give myself a little bit of grace. And, and I didn't work out today. I woke up a little late. I slept in. I struggle with sleep. And so uh, when my body says it needs to sleep, I let it sleep. So I woke up a little bit late, 6 a.m. <laughs> and got my gym clothes on and was going to rush out the door. And I looked at my calendar and I'm like, holy smokes, I have a full day. You know what? Let's pump the brakes today and let's be my best self. Really, you had a lot to do with that. I wanted to be my best self for your podcast because I love you so dearly. If I 
would have rushed. I would have come in a little agitated, a little. And I said, you know what? Let's just take our time. Let's do the morning routine, sans the workout, and be and, and be okay with missing today. Uh, and it's making choices. But most of my choices are the winning choices. So it is survival. And I don't negotiate with myself. Today, you might say I did, but I didn't. I said, okay, we're going to double down on our, on our um, uh, meditation. I took a long meditation this morning to clear my mind. Because obviously, if I had to sleep, there's something going on. I, I'm in touch with my body and my mind. And then I did a long journal entry. And I took a really long gratitude walk with my dog to set the intention for the day so I can be my best self. I'm not going to mail these in. I will not. I respect you too much. I respect life too much that I'm going to bring my A game even when I don't feel like it. And believe me, I am foggy today. Uh, it's going to be a caffeine filled day. I went to get coffee and, and I couldn't and didn't have any coffee. So I, uh, I grabbed a Red Bull and we're going to bring our game every day. That's harder than life. On the days that you don't feel like doing it, you got to grind through it. Um, and but make no mistake about it, to come down and meet people where they are, uh, if you only have 80% and you give all 80% that day, that's a good day. There's going to be certain days where you're just not feeling it, but give everything you got that day. So that's what harder than life is. Um, and then I bring it harder the next day. You know, I may have slept in today. I'll be up at 4.15 tomorrow and be at the gym and ready to rock. Because to me, when I, when I get my physical fitness in, it just sets my intention for the day perfectly. And I believe that by doing that, I set my day up and I train my mind to be so strong that when life inevitably happens, when adversity inevitably hits, because it's either here, it just left, or it's on its way back, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're going to experience some adversity. What you do when it arrives is what uh, decides how happy your life is going to be. Some people are going to are going to wilt and cry and be the victim. I'm going to run straight into it, guns blazing, probably get hit a few times. But if I do get knocked down, don't be standing there when I get back up because I'm coming straight forward. And that scares people. So I'm trying to slow that down, soften that, and realize this is what works for me, man. Yeah, that, I'm not saying just take certain parts of what I do and adapt them to your lifestyle and you're going to win. You're going to win massively. Yeah, that's so good. Like run that back if you're listening to this. And two things that really stood out to me is first, you have your priorities that you do not compromise. You may be a little bit adaptable based on, you know, what the day brings. And like today you got a busy schedule, so you had to put that workout out, but you also you know, did your meditation and you primed yourself and you're still doing these self-care routines and habits that lift you up. And so even though it wasn't the workout, you still replaced it with something else. And then make no mistake, Dan, hold on. I, make no mistake. I beat myself up. I want, I'm, I'm full transparency. I will go to bed and I'm angry at myself that I didn't get my workout in. Cause listen, I slept in, that was me being lazy. So that's the negative that comes with it. Um, it's a lot. I've done so much work on myself. It's a lot less intense than it normally is. Dude, listen, I can use, I work out seven days a week. One day off ain't going to kill me. But 
there's still that limiting belief or that devil on my shoulder going, you didn't work out. So that's the, 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 the survival that came from childhood, but I still got to say, Hey, easy. So, you know, we're never, the work is never complete. You just learn how to manage it. And uh, so I don't want to think like, Oh, I, I negotiated with myself today. I I'm still going to beat myself up. And there's still a slight chance if my daughter decides that she wants to go to a friend's house and I get an hour. Oh, I'll get, I'll get the gym. I have a home gym here. And then my gym is like a mile away. So if she's first and it's the last week before school starts. So if somehow I can still sneak into the gym, you bet your butt I'll get there. Uh, Cause I don't like to make excuses. I just, I slept in man. I needed sleep. Yeah. And that's interesting because I was going to say the second thing that I noticed was you give yourself grace I know, but then you were like, you just went into that, but you said like the 80%. Yeah. That's what you were saying. Like if you only have 80% that day, you give 80%. That's a good day. But I'm curious, like in the past when you only had 80% and you could only give that, did you feel like guilty that you couldn't give a hundred percent? Normally what I would do is I would, I've never said this on a podcast. I would speak to myself so bad and so poor and so rude that I would give, I would force myself to give 120%, no matter what, how I felt. So I would squeeze out the extra uh, because I would talk to myself. So probably I would say, you're a piece of garbage. You're going to be, a, you're going to be poor. You're going to get, you're going to get left behind and you don't deserve it. You don't deserve it. And I would, if I said that out loud to anybody else, they would freaking hate me. And I used to say that. I don't say that anymore. I don't beat myself up over that. I just say, hey, I need to get in the gym. That's yeah. it. That's, that's, that's all I, I do is, 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 and it's just so unique that I was able to sleep as long as I did that I got to pick my poison. I, I slept nine hours last night, which just never happens. Never. So I will take the sleep. It wasn't like I was sitting around playing video games or I was, I, I had yeah. sleep and my body needed it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious then, like, what do you feel drives you the most? Is it that pain, fear, or is it something more positive? Wow, Dan, you got great questions. These, These are, are just on the spot. I haven't even hit my list. Well, yet. You, you know, you know me well. So uh, two th- it, what used to drive me, what got me here, it was pain. I did not yeah. want to experience pain. I would run from it. I was fearful. I was afraid. What's going to get me there? What's going to take me to the next level is uh, my this burning desire to support help and, and give back to people with my story. Uh, it is, I'm learning that what I do is, is not easy and uh, it inspires people as you see with the Instagram followers and, and the, the, the podcast, heart of the life podcast blowing up. People like to hear what I have to say and because it's genuine and authentic and I'm not preaching anything. I'm just show, sharing with what I have. So it used to be fear and lack, and now it's love and abundance and the desi- the burning desire to give back. And, and, and I have a cheat code, man. It's real simple. Uh, stay away from toxic behaviors. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. We are our, our environments and the people we surround ourselves with. So if it's toxic, then that's a big red flag to change that situation or else you're going to just become more of that, that situation in that environment. Well, all too often we don't realize uh, when something's toxic, True. and and even if it's obvious, it's it's usually not. 
you know, you have a best friend that's listens to you emphatically and tells you what you want to hear, not what you need to hear. You feel inevitably close to them and you go, oh, they're my ride or die. But that's not working for you. And that is toxic. If they allow you, if, if every time you get sad, they're taking you to the bar and getting you drunk, that's, that's not for you. Uh, so a lot of times the devil is in a mask mm. and we got to be careful. And, and it just, it's a simple math equation. If you look and see if, if, if you're doing something and it's not advancing you, you gotta, you gotta eliminate it. And it's simple. The list is, is the same list for everybody. Alcohol, cannabis, uh, social media, uh, food, cleaning your house, anything that isn't moving you forward is, is a, is a toxic behavior and toxic trait needs to be eliminated. Yeah. So I, I've been diving into my faith this year and I really learned the definition of sinning and that means to miss the mark. And so that's really like any distraction on your goals. So if you are committed to blowing up your podcast and getting that out, but you're wasting time just scrolling on social media, that's missing the mark. You're sinning because you're distracted. Or if you want a fit body, but you're sleeping in, you're eating junk food and you're doing these bad things, that's sinning and missing off the mark. So that that's something that really stuck out to me on that journey. And you said the the, the obvious ones. It's 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 the not so obvious ones that get us. So you you're launching a podcast and you're spending hours researching guests. It's like you can pass that off that you're working, but are you being efficient? Those are the ones that that trip you up. You really think you're doing something. You know, you want to go to the gym. Uh, and you're sitting here researching gyms to go to. Just take one step forward and have the faith to know that you're moving forward. Look, uh, uh, our mutual friend says this all the time. It's um, uh, progress over perfection every time. Progress over perfection. Uh, uh, done is better than perfect. Yeah. So get moving. Quit making excuses because realistically they are excuses and they're valid. Oh, I don't want to do this until I got that. It, they're they're valid. You can make you can justify. People justify over the craziest things. Stop negotiating with yourself. Grind right through it and take that leap. Uh, of, of most of the time, it's fear. Face your fears. Live your dreams. I say it all the time. And uh, a lot of times, I, I, I'm a little too aggressive. Sometimes I should just slow down a little bit, and I could have avoided a lot of things. And I'm doing that right now. It's funny you're talking about. Your faith, I, I'm God curious. Uh, I've gotten a little bit more into into my faith than the past, and I've been working on surrendering and allowing a redemption period to happen, and just things all of a sudden start happening for me, even at an alarming pace. And it's amazing when you eliminate those toxic behaviors; those it, it, those fill up with a vacuum of positive things. Mm. So it's a that's truly the addition by subtraction. Yeah. So if I eliminate my drinking buddy who always took me out, made me feel better short term, that time that I spent with that will be filled with something good if I'm doing the work and uh, I'm watching it happen. I'm going to a retreat this weekend. That's, I didn't have any plans. I wouldn't know what I was going to do for Labor Day weekend. And all of a sudden somebody reached out to me and said, Hey, we got a bunch of like-minded individuals that are in a personal development and we're all getting together and we're going to discuss ideas and how to uh, better our businesses. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Getting in the right rooms. That's what it's about. Yep.
Yeah. So something that I think we both have in common is we grew handsome? up. We're both handsome. <laughs> both handsome. Yep. <laughs> but, <And> modest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like we both grew up in troubled homes and that made us very angry growing up and just like, why is this happening? And so I'm curious when something triggers you nowadays, how do you address that anger to not allow it to get the best of you? Well, let's be specific. Um, you know, your father was an alcoholic. My father was an alcoholic and they weren't the nicest people. I, I'm not going to go into the details, but it led, I, I, you said angry. I would say I had a chip on my shoulder and I didn't know it for years. So then I became an alcoholic and then I followed in the footsteps. And until I decided to, to stop the cycle, the chains, the, the, be the one in the family that stops the cycle of abuse, um, and part of that comes really with getting that chip off of your shoulder and responding rather than reacting. Because when you react, it is a true emotional response and nothing gets done. It You want to talk about alignment. So during the pandemic, when the whole everything was happening, insane in my life, and what, what spawned the Harder Than Life book and also spawned the Harder Than Life podcast, I met with an emotional coach, emotion, and she stressed emotional intelligence. And I got infatuated with it and I started researching and reading, 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 and realized that the more in emotionally intelligent you are, the, the more your life is better, the more money you make, the responses are better, just everything in life. It's almost like a workout, you know, when you're, so you work out your mind and I was just getting better reactions from everybody. And so I get triggered just as much as the next guy. Does it bother me? No. And I, I, I'm wrestling with everybody says you're healing forever and you're always got to do the work because you're always going to get triggered. I believe that if you, that, that you're healed once you're able to deal with all your triggers, they're going to happen. But that doesn't mean that they're going to go beyond me. Somebody's going to say something to me. I I got triggered just I, before this. I was on my leadership meeting with uh, Harder Than Life team, or not Harder Than Life, with my national technology management team. And they made a uh, reference to a reel that I released that's for charity. And oh, did it freaking piss me off. But I accepted it, listened to it. I assumed positive intent and that it was coming from love. And we talked about it and it made us stronger and what they wanted, they got what I wanted, we got. And it was all because I just absorbed it yeah. and then responded instead of reacted. And, and we walked away from that meeting vulnerable and it was a tough, it was tough. I, you know, it was, and it was a, it was a real that I didn't think anything about because I'm a real, I talked about not drinking and how I have two houses, two boats, two Harleys, three, five cars. And my leadership team said, you know, it's tough in Michigan right now. So it's tough sledding. So NTM is going through, we're not growing as much as we, and, and they saw that reel and they reacted to it. Mm -hmm. And normally I it would have triggered. And it did. It's like, guys, you guys realize that harder than life is for charity. And you're as much of a part of that 
as anything because they allow me to come on podcasts. They free up my days to be available for the heart and lifestyle. And once I started bringing them into it, but that particular reel uh, upset them. And I've created a soft landing that it's okay to say those things. Now, they triggered the hell out of me. I'm like, that's not why I wasn't, I am not an arrogant man. And I was just trying to show what is possible once you do the work. And uh, I didn't, I never even went an explanation other than just listening to what they had to say. And their feelings weren't wrong. But they also knew that I didn't mean anything by it. So uh, I lean into that, but man, did it trigger me. So I get triggered, but I don't, it doesn't go anywhere past that. And, and it's getting better and better and better to the point where you almost, I'm unflappable. I like to say, what well, what's, what's, um, forget the, the, uh, one guy calls it unfuckwithable. I like to, I'm unfuckwithable. Yeah. Ken Cuddy. <laughs> my old, I can tell you the only person that still can get me is my 14 year old daughter, man. Woo. But, Dan, I'll share something with you last night. I, I love my daughter. So she's my why she we're, we're weird. Meaning because we love each other so much. I, everybody loves their children, but I do everything with her and she does everything with me. And I've created this savage 14 year old girl who loves herself, who does not follow in the footsteps. So I'm doing something right there. And we just laid on the couch and watched TV, which we never do. And she was snuggled inside. It was the best time. She snuggled in dad's arms and telling me how much she loves me. And she felt loved. And that's why I did this right there. Not for the accolades, not for the followers, not for the money, nothing other than to be a better father to her. That's beautiful. And that's honestly like one of my big goals is to strive and be that dad that I wish I had. And, you know, you're, you're doing it right now, man. Like you have that same. Yeah. It feels like you get to relive your childhood all over again and everything that we wanted, all the love and all the affection. And it feels good, real good. I, I can't even put a word. I can't, could you could take everything else away and just give me that. And that's all I need. She's wonderful. And that's when she grows up moment. and we know that, the, that, that I was the one where it stopped, that's the most proudest moment. Yeah. Well, I want to take a minute to congratulate you for that and getting to this place with your daughter, because it's, it's truly a beautiful thing. It's inspirational. And to see the relationship that you guys have, you're always posting it on social media. Like I always, generally love seeing that so thank you for uh paving the way and uh well, hold on a second that. dan i still could might end up in jail i just realized she came up from camp she's got a body now she's 14 and she's beautiful uh there's i still may end up in jail because if, if anybody wrongs her uh i carry a gun is in addition to these guns and uh but she's she's dead I can handle it. And uh, so I, it's a little premature. Let me get her married off first. And then you can think of it now and then are going to be lots of life-threatening things to these <laughs> boys. Well, could you imagine them? They, they, so now that all of our friends follow me and I love it. And, and you know, I want to catch these kids earlier before they develop the toxic traits and the bad habits that are going to spiral them out of control. If I can catch them early in their 14, 15s and set them on their way for for rocket ship ascension uh they all follow me they all want to talk to me so i say honey make our house the safe spot everybody can come here so a lot of her friends 
uh, don't understand our relationship and and it's, it's okay. Um, we're close. We talk about everything. We talk about sex. We talk about boys. We talk about drugs. We talk about everything. And she still does a dad, but that's the vulnerability that I, that doing the work for the last four and a half years has afforded me. So I receive that. She receives that. Thank you very much. Yeah. And wait till you get to do it because it's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, man. I'm looking forward to it, but not rushing it anytime soon. That's for sure. Well, I take it a step further too, Dan, is that, you know, I used to drink. She remembers when I drank. Um, You know, she's 14. I haven't drank for almost five years now. So she was nine when I quit. So she does remember it. Mm -hmm. And so imagine watching your dad be your dad and then become this harder than life guy. So she said to me, I quit on New Year's. And she said to me, every New Year's we spend in Florida at our Florida house. And she says, Dad, you want to know why I love New Year's? It's just another year you don't drink. That was hard to hear. That was hard to hear. And you got to remember, I wasn't some alcoholic falling down and drinking in front of her. But she just could tell. I wasn't my best self. I was tired, irritable. I just wasn't my best self. Now, I'm my best self all the time because I'm present and I'm focused. Yeah, I'm glad you shared that because all the parents out there that, you know, may be still drinking and they hear that um, the impact that it has on your children. It's not just you when you drink. It's the impact that it has on everyone else, uh, everyone around you. And that was the case for me growing up with an alcoholic father. I know you felt the same way with your father. And it's always this ripple effect. So the fact that she acknowledged you for that, like. Well, all of all of the step, parents out there, yeah. Take it a step further, and it's it, they're eighty percent less likely to drink if you don't drink. Uh-huh. So I followed right in the footsteps of my stepfather and my mother. I drank, and I wasted twenty years of my life. She, which I I cannot believe I'm going to say this, but the kids are already drinking and doing drugs at fourteen, yeah. and she has no interest in it, and I know it because she. We have a code where she drops a pin and I just go get her. And she's like, people are starting to drink and I just don't want to be around it. And she gets ridiculed for it because she doesn't kiss boys, drink, do drugs. And um, it's the road less traveled. But that is winning because you've paid it forward. There's not a single person that drinks that wants their kids to drink at 14, 15, 16, or even before 21. Not a single one of us. So if you think you have an issue with drinking, and you don't, you can't do it for yourself. Do it for your kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so good. Coming from two kids that experienced it. Exactly. Yeah. So let's stay on this topic. I'm curious, how has sobriety changed your life for the better? And, you know, what tips do you have for someone struggling to stop? Oh, man, this is where I, I, I fall off the rails of being it. it, it I, I have the contrast where I was a great party and I was fun. I would be the life of the party. I would walk in, I would light up every room. I would make every freaking party fun and a good time. And when I quit, I was afraid what I, what I would be doing. What, where would I go? What would I do? Turns out that I'm even more fun sober. So I have, and remember when I quit, I just walked away. I didn't hit rock bottom. It's in my book, Harder Than Life. Go get it. It's on Amazon, Audible. Um, I read the thing. There you go. It's right there. It's on Audible. I read it. Uh, And I want to tell you that I have the contrast. So listen to me when I speak this. Dan, you've never really drank. 
I drank. I drank. I partied like a rock star. I've been to the full moon party in Copagan, Thailand twice. I have gotten high with celebrities. I have done crazy things drinking. And now I do everything sober. And I go to all the same events and I remember them all. So what has what has gotten everything? Everything has gotten better. I make more money. I have more money because I save more money. I like the person in the mirror. I'm a better father. I've launched a podcast. I wrote a book. My business has doubled in size, NTM. Um, my face looks better. I'm not puffy. Working out my joints after one year of not working out, all my joints got better. I didn't realize that the inflammation, the booze was causing. It, I, I just thought it was 20 years of working out, 30 years of working out. Right. I have no aches and no pains. Uh, so everything gets better. And it's hard to do because everyone will, I get the question, well, what do you do? The same thing you do. I just do it sober, literally. And I don't have to apologize. I will go to Bosch. Now, if you're in recovery, you can't do some of the things I do. I put myself in situations that a recovering alcoholic or a recovering drug addict cannot be in. I still am in places where drugs get thrown out, where people are drunk. It does not trigger me because I addressed the root. The root cause was growing up the way that I grew up. I did not feel like I was loved. I did not feel like I was important. I, I had all these limiting beliefs. But once I address those, I have zero desire to drink, zero. And as a matter of fact, when I see people drinking and doing drugs, I just want to hug them. I am not judging you. I know that you're hurting. I know that you're trying to escape reality. I know that you're not facing your fears. And I just want to grab them and hug them and say, come over here. Because going through this temporary pain is going to give you your life back. And um, it's change is scary, Dan. It's very scary. I did not know. I remember nine years straight, my therapist saying, quit drinking, quit drinking, quit drinking. And I was like, well, where am I going to meet people? What am I going to do? Where's the fun going to be? Am I going to be fun? Turns out I am 30 times more crazy sober. I do the same thing. But now I say appropriate things back to people. I still dance on the freaking stage. I still push the envelope. I walk behind the bar and serve people drinks. I push the envelope, but I know what to say to get myself out of that situation should it be an issue. And then now people all know that I'm sober. So they let me do things they wouldn't let other people do because they know I'm going to be appropriate. Right. Now, do I do a lot of that? Not really. I just pick and choose my battles. I'd much rather go to a personal development retreat and be with people that are like-minded that aren't drinking because you are the company you keep, as you said earlier. So if you give me a choice to go to LA and hang out with uh, CLS family or go to a burning man, I'm going to go to me with my CLS family. Um, but I still do go to those things. And uh, a lot of times I there people watch and go, I can't believe that you do what you do. A lot of times people like, you seriously didn't have a single drink last night? We were all out all night? I'm like, yep. And you're hungover and I'm not. And people are like, how do you, how do you have conversations? You just do. You just do. And I have better conversations, more interaction, more connection than superficial one when I was drinking, like, oh, what do you have? What do you have? What are you drinking? Well, right. where do you start drinking that? Where's the bar? You know? Um, no, thank you. Yeah, we have real conversations now. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. How, how did you, how did you uh, get uh, John Gordon on your podcast? Right. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that one too. <laughs> so something that stood out there is addressing the root problem. And to me, that's like a, a childhood trauma that never got healed or addressed. And when I think about like my dad, he had a bad relationship with his father. He was never around and he had resentment towards him, but also his best friend in high school ended up committing suicide when he like promised my dad that he wouldn't. And 20 years later, he was still holding on to that, both of those situations. And I think almost when we don't heal that inner trauma, that's where we go to the crutches, like the drugs, alcohol, food, sex, something to just numb that pain. Is, do you think it's kind of the same thing of healing that inner child or could it be different for everyone? I don't think I know. And it isn't different for everybody. It is the same for everybody. It is. It starts with self-awareness. Mm. Some people will disagree with me. And those are the people that need to pay attention to this most. If you say otherwise, you're wrong. And I'm, I hate to be like that, but you can pick up any, any personal development book, any healing book, any childhood trauma book, and you're going to hear this. People that aren't happy aren't picking up these toxic behaviors. If you're happy, you don't need to numb. Right. You just don't. It's just do the math. The math does do math. I, I have a friend that says math ain't mathin'. Well, the, the hardest ones are the people that have pushed those memories, those childhood wounds down so far into their subconscious that they don't know they exist. So what I tell you is when you're going through the work, the first thing most oftentimes isn't the real issue. And these behaviors were learned. These limiting beliefs were learned because you didn't have them when you were born. When you were a child and you were a toddler and you were running around and the world was 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 your oyster and, and you were learning everything, you didn't know that touching a stove was hot. You learned that. That's learned behavior so it can be unlearned. So you're being kind. If you're having limiting beliefs or you're using toxicity, drugs, alcohol, sex, pornography, you have a wound that needs to be addressed. How you get there, I can't give you the blueprint for that because everybody is different. Everybody reacts to different things. I'm in, uh, uh, insane in that I've done every freaking modality. Uh, I'm about to start. I'm about to do NLP next because I just I want to be able to speak about it. I did the ones that had the most impact for me were hypnotherapy and EMDR therapy. Uh, those were going back and healing the thing, the childhood traumas that. I thought I dealt with, I mean, I, I, I dealt with all this stuff. So uh, it's not as scary as everybody makes it out to be, man. And life really gets good. And I feel like I, I just started living my life might be half over, but it's just begun. And I, I I'm going to do some major things in this world. And I live my life. Great. And I love the person in the mirror. I love myself. It almost feels arrogant to love yourself as much as I do. I love looking at myself. I, I remember when I would drink, I would look in the mirror and I would see blotchy skin. I'm like, oh, I hated taking pictures because I had puffy skin and blotchy skin. And that was from the alcohol. And it was like, oh, I don't, I can tell you a dead giveaway. If you immediately go into an excuse, uh, um, a validation, or even if it's a reason, you probably have an unhealthy association with whatever that toxic behavior is. Mm. meaning I, how many times I walk up and pe people out 
I don't drink. And they're like, oh, what happened? Nothing. I just didn't want to do it. Well, I don't drink that much. And, and I didn't ask you. But <laughs> yeah. if that happens, you know, I know that there's an, uh, there's some more there. Um, so that's it. Yeah. I'm curious now, like, how often do you just take a moment to reflect and look at the progress that you've had over the years? Because when you just think about where you came from to where you are now, and all of that in between, you've been through a lot, man, and you've really done the work and transformed your life. And to see where you're at now today, like, just when I do that for me, like going through my surgeries, like I don't do it enough, man. And when I do, it's like, holy shit, like I, I did that. Like I am that guy. I overcame that. And I understand why my story, story can be so inspirational when I really give myself that grace and that credit and appreciation for overcoming those hard times that I didn't think I would overcome. So I'm curious, how often do you do that? And how does that feel? Well, you answered my the question for me. Not enough. Uh, there's a great book called the The Gap in the Game, and it talks about that very thing. Just always, always focus on how far you've come, not how much more you have left to yeah. go. Uh, I have been doing it more because I I've been implementing so much more gratitude into my life because I too sit here and think, okay, there's so much more to do. So. The last year has been so much growth in my life that I just did a charity event that I did last year. And I took a second to just realize, oh my God, a year ago, this time, the podcast didn't exist. The uh, book didn't exist. Uh, I had, I think, 1,500 followers, maybe 3,000 followers. You last look, we're at 126,000. So... I was able to sit there and 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 I do this charity event I'm involved in. I've gotten you involved in a variety Detroit where I do their, their yearly fashion show where you escort a um, handicapped child through uh, on, on the runway for them to show off their, their outfit and their hair and they look great. And they're, they're the center of attention and it raises a lot of money. So I'm a chaperone and I go there and last year I walked in and it was overwhelming to me. Like literally I was hyperventilating because I wanted to cry, but I had to be tough because these kids were, were, were just, they needed somebody to be tough. This year, a year later, I've done so much violent work on myself that I was able to take it all in and feel it and, and internalize it and love the moment. And, and it wasn't too big for me. So I was able to think back. I took a good minute or two to think about the last year and all that I've overcome. And uh, we're always, we're a work in progress. And it's been a it's funny because I've been saying I've got my butt kicked all year. I have not got, I've not realized the fruits of my labor, meaning I've not financially cashed in on anything NTM, anything harder than life. We're woefully short of our goals to make our uh, donations to, to charity, which one of them is Variety Detroit, but we'll catch up. And I, I do notice the things that how I'm reacting better and how I feel better and how I look at things better. And I've got, you know, shit, Dan, I didn't know you a year ago. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't join the CLS family till November, December. So, you know, I, I it has been, even though financially I haven't reached my goals, it has been a very fruitful year. So um, I'm doing more and more of it. I suggest it is, 
in your gratitude daily, even though I start my day and end my day with gratitude, I keep forgetting to stop and smell the roses because you would trade me right now, hands down our problems. Everybody would in this world. I don't have any problems. And I'm not saying that arrogantly. I'm saying that because I really don't. And all in all, I woke up with the hot roof over my head. I'm healthy. I'm on your podcast. Uh, I, I have food in my belly. Um, my daughter's safe. There's life is pretty simple. We insist on making it hard. Um, so I will do more of that from your reminders. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And me too, man. I, I'm glad that we're getting so vulnerable here because it's something that, you know, we both need to practice. And if we both need to practice, I'm sure someone listening also needs to put that into practice. So well, get deep. I, I'm, I'm, I love vulnerability. It, it, it was when growing up, it was not, there was nowhere anybody to talk to and it was never safe and people would use it against you. Now I love it because it's going to separate who should be in my family and who shouldn't be. So you want to get weird. You want to get deep. I'm, I have no problems doing that. And, and it's sad that we call getting vulnerable, getting weird because it should be a standard. And that's what I'm trying to instill into people that vulnerability is cool, man. And that's what brings us close. Yeah, I agree. And something since we talked about faith and mentioned it earlier, you know, you have faith and believe that everything happens the way it's supposed to happen. And I'm curious, like how that belief helps you navigate those tough times when you're feeling uncertain, because those are always coming. But when you have that grounding faith, it really helps you get through it. Yeah, it's the only thing I use. I'll be completely blunt. It's we're shooting this. It's August 29th, and we are grinding hard at National Technology Management. Have been for nine straight months. Um, I'm grinding hard at Harder Than Life nine straight months, and we we have to be able to look and see the small wins that we've done because uh, it, it it'll wear you out. So, um. It, 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 going and knowing that the work works. And I also look back at the times when I wasn't doing the work and the successes that I achieved then. And I said, okay, if I did that while I was drinking and partying, what's possible when you're sober and really bring in 120% every single day? So that knowing everything's going to be okay. And, and, and it's so uncomfortable. You want to be full vulnerable. I've never done this before. I wrote in in and on the plane ride to LAX or uh, to LA, Siegel, be kind to yourself. You've never been this healed before. You've never been this person before. Keep doing, keep surrendering and allow things to happen. I love that. everything I'm doing right now. I've never done before. It is uncomfortable as comfortable can be. I've always thought by trying to push harder and control everything that you were quote unquote, in control. I got a news flash for you. We're not in control of any of this. We can, we're in control of our reactions and our actions. That's it. I cannot make you like me. I cannot make some girl like me. I cannot make my customers sign. I cannot make people follow me on Instagram. I cannot monetize. I can only do the work day in and day out. And I just know that when you do the work, results come. And I am right, let's not mince words, I am right in the thralls of getting, what quote unquote, my teeth kicked in day in and day out, not only at Harder Than Life, but at a, a hard, but uh, at NTM. 
and I'm still going to show up 120 every single day. And there'll be a point where all of a sudden, I always say that life is like a roller coaster. If you're doing it right, it's like a roller coaster. And the thing is, is we're, we're I, I can tell where I'm at right now. We are on the roller coaster with the click, 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 click going up. And then you get, the, then they hold you up top for a little while. And you get to look around and go, whoa, everything's beautiful. And then you enjoy the awesome ride down. You're like, oh, but the cool thing about being in the valley is, you know, another freaking click, 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 click going back up is coming right after it. Now, if you do the work, you can bring those, you can shorten the time between those and you can shorten the highs and the lows. The people that aren't doing the work are on a merry-go-round and they're going around, 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 and they're throwing up and get back right on the merry-go-round. Get off the merry-go-round. Jump on the roller coaster with me and enjoy these ups and downs because that's what life's all about. So I'm going through it right now, man. And I appreciate you bringing that up. Uh, and it, it, I'll be back on next year and I'm going to be able to share with you. We made all of our goals and, we, and we've raised those massively. But I will take the time to look around and smell the roses. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you mentioned like you weren't hitting those goals. And I remember we talked in February. I forget the exact conversation but you are stressing this point to me that everything does happen for a reason at the right time. I forget what that exact conversation was, but that- I think you were trying to launch your podcast. I think I was. But yeah, that overall notion that things happen when they're supposed to happen and continue doing the work because work works. That well, here's the other thing too. If you push it, it will happen, but it won't be the right time and it'll be short-lived. So everything that I, I have got customers at national technology management that I've pursued that weren't good fits. And yes, I won them. Yes, they're my customers. And then they leave because that we realized that I put a round peg on a square hole. It's the same thing with relationships. I have chased women that I thought were beautiful and were for me. And I chase, 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 chase. And now what am I doing? I'm sitting back and I'm attracting. I do the work. I have my standards and I'm attracting the right customers to me for NTM, the right uh, sponsors at Harder Than Life and the right women are starting to appear in my life that are for me. It is so uncomfortable because I've always, always, always known. Now remember, uncomfortable doesn't mean that it's right or wrong. It just means it's different than what you're used to. Exactly. So if you want to do something, if you want results you've never had before, you got to do something you've never done before. That's yeah. the simple math. So um, I'll be honest with you. I say this to a lot of people and I can't say this enough. I My life was such chaos and such uncomfortability that I really, really do thrive when things are uncomfortable. When it gets comfortable and, and we start achieving success, because it's happened. I, I achieved it. We had a monster year last year. And then, so we were up the roller coaster, came down, and now we're coming back up. Uh I'd monster, I was uncomfortable being comfortable. So this is when I thrive. You yeah. make things uncomfortable for me. Oh, let's go. Now, 2024, when things start going well again and everything starts clicking, you'll see me panic. <laughs> but I'm gonna call, I'm gonna work on that really hard to be comfortable being comfortable. Because growing up in an alcoholic home, you didn't know what you were getting. Was I getting beat today? Was I getting, was I gonna have to drink with my dad? Or my stepdad was I, you know, sometimes I'd duck my stepdad and then my mom would come home and beat on me. So you didn't, or sometimes she'd come home and give me a little bit of love. I didn't know what I get. That chaos confuses the shit out of a kid. And 
That's what I created as an adult. Not anymore. Calm, peace, freedom. Those are the clarity. So important to me. Yeah. Well, pressure does create diamonds though. <laughs> so you're a diamond now, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, I thank you for that. I try. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And something that uh, we kind of ended my podcast or my podcast with you on your show with was almost spilling your universal secret with my secret. And that was on how I was mentioning Bruce Lee and how he influenced me. And you were saying how that same fusion philosophy is basically your secret to life. So I was curious, can you expand on how you learn from anything and everybody so our listeners can adopt that same growth mindset to always add more to their toolkit and keep on pushing forward? I'll give you two. That's a great question. Thank you, Francis. There's two. I'll give you one personal to you and one personal to me. So I go to the gym every day. I've been working out for 30 years. I know how to lift weights. I know how to be thin. I know how to do things. right. But I'm always looking around and I'm watching people and I'm stealing ideas from them. Like, oh, even if it's I forgot about an exercise. And a lot of times you'll see me walk over to people and ask them, what exercise is that? What is that doing? So I'm a learn it all. I constantly want to learn more. But when I watch you and your videos, I, I, I remind myself to be be kind and be happy. You're always smiling. You're always happy, no matter what's going on. So, and you're such an, uh, an unassuming, nice kid and you make the most out of it. So I constantly am reminding myself to do that when I take in your content. So there's this, there's this company called BASF. And their tagline when I was growing up was, we don't make the things that you use every day. We make the things that you use every day better. So I take, it's a lot like chat GPT. I take everything that everybody has and I steal the parts that work for me. It's the proverbial, take the message, leave the mess. Yeah. Because listen, I work out at four or five o'clock in the morning. That works for me. I just made this discovery the other day. The reason why I work out at five o'clock in the morning, because I knew I would end up drinking in the night and I would miss my gym. And it just stuck with me. So um, it works for me. But all I'm saying is move your body on a daily basis. I'm not saying you have to work out at 5 a.m. I'm not saying you have to eat freaking people. I'm not saying you have to have big muscles. But just go exercise your mind and exude something and move your body because it'll it'll expand your mind. Yeah, that's so good. Always be a sponge and just learn from everywhere. I love that you're- Learn it all, baby. Learn yeah. it all. Not a know-it-all, a learn it all. Learn it all. And I love that like you are like the pinnacle of fitness, but you're still searching around and finding new ways to improve and get better and asking people. You're not afraid to, even though you look like the most jacked guy in the gym, you're not afraid to ask for help from someone and learn that new thing. And that- that's like a zero ego that you have to be able to do that. I'm not for that situation. <laughs> I know you just like, oh, I, I love that. That's the highest compliment. Cause I work on no ego. That's yeah. I, I'm a big Dr. Joe Dispenza fan where I, I say in my meditations, you know, no, no, no time, no place, no person. I, I just, I try to get rid of that. Here's a newsflash for Dan. There's somebody for better than you and everything. There's, uh, there's somebody further along. There's somebody better. Uh, I, I just posted a picture. I was at Gold's Gym in, in California, and there was a guy that was twice the size of me. 
So there's somebody further along and you can learn from them. And, and that's what life's all about is the experience. Uh, our mutual friend says, marry the process, divorce the outcome. Uh, the other friend said, you know, have a uh, master's degree in falling down and a PhD and getting back up. That's what life is, man. Enjoying, uh, taking the moment to enjoy the person you're becoming in the process. Because I got a newsflash for you. When I meet my goals, I'm going to move the goal, goal posts. I'm going to take five minutes to, exp to, to, yes, we made it. And then we're going to move them again. So it's all about who you're becoming along the way. The proverbial journey. I like to call it a crusade because I'm trying to bring people with me. I'm a, a subscriber of it ain't no fun if the homies can't have none. I want to bring everybody with me. And you can tell I, I've always offered anything and everything I have to you. Yeah, you're, you're given with the servant's heart. You're doing business with the servant's heart. That's a podcast that I featured on. And I actually want to make an introduction to get you on there because that is who you are, man. So now tell us about your book, why you decided to write it and the impact that you're creating today. So my book, Harder Than Life, you can go to um, harderthanlife.com and see everything we're doing. Uh, YouTube channel, uh, please Go to the YouTube channel and subscribe. I've got to bring up the, the, the subscribers. Remember, none of this is for my ego. This is all for charity. How we, we make money is by selling sponsorships and they have to do it through viewerships. So this is all to uh, to, to raise money for charity. Uh, the book, we wrote it. <laughs> I wrote everything happens again for me, not to me. I, I wrote it just to get things out of my head. Because I it was during the pandemic and my head was spiraling. I was doing a lot of intense work on myself. And I just, I have the notebooks. I'm in my home office right now. I have the notebooks that I wrote it on. So I literally wrote everything out by hand and then scribed it to somebody to type. Wow. And it was by writing it, it was cathartic getting it out of my head. Oh yeah. It was, it was the best therapy session ever. And then when I would read it, I would cry. And then when they made the book and they sent it to me, I would read it. You'd have to proofread things along and I would cry. And that whole process healed me along with hypnotherapy. So they say you write the book that the kid, that, that your, your inner child needed. So I wrote the book that my inner child needed and eventually I, I healed. And I wanted to share that vulnerability with the world. Turned out it was, it was, it's, it turned into a, like a memoir slash business book. So I also teach, to, yeah. if you read the book, it, I teach how I built NTM while I was drinking and partying. So uh, I, my original reaction was just to write the book to, to give to my customers and my client or, and my uh, employees. And it's since gone on an Amazon bestseller several times over again. And I still think it's going to blow up again as, as my brand increases. Um, oh yeah. So uh, we already got, I already got the notes on book two, okay. uh, but my publisher said, hold off. You got to let this sit for a couple of years. So that book two probably won't come out till uh, probably 2025. Um, so, but there was a book two, and then I already got book three in, in mind. So I really enjoyed it. Uh, even though most people listen to audiobooks and, and don't read, I still read a book a week. I want to grow, expand my mind. I just, and I read all of my podcast, podcast guest books, um, because I like to ask them about that 
because it just it just feels good. It feels like it's very good interaction. So as you know, I you know we had our the reinvention formula. So we I read that book in like three days, and and uh, I'm going to interview Craig on that. So I, I love reading, and and I put that out there. And that's how the podcast was born. After after the uh, publisher read the book, they go, what are you going to do now? I said, nothing. And they said, you need to do something else. I go, what? They're like, launch a podcast. So here I am. Now I'm a speaker, keynote speaker, motivational speaker. I am a podcast host. I am a best-selling author. And I am going to be launching an app soon that brings it all together. That'll have a small nominal membership fee where I, you get all things harder than life and Kelly Siegel. And we're going to sign partnerships with uh, gyms. And we're going to put a, our, our fitness routine in there. We're going to put our nutrition. We're going to sign deals with people to be bring everything that I have available to uh, the masses. That's a, I'm so excited for that app. I just got to tell you that. And the EOS system that you implemented that you mentioned in your book for NTM, that's something that I'm really going to start applying to Nova Fusion with the KPIs and really just getting that trend and trajectory to know that if are you going in a positive direction or a negative and you can check that on a monthly basis. So I uh, I really like well, that you mentioned that. It's it's it, entrepreneurial operating system is all it's if you fail to plan, plan to fail. And all it is is a blueprint on how to succeed. I just interviewed, they have a new EOS type system that's out for nonprofits. I just had that guy on my podcast. You should interview him. He's great. Chris Lambert, awesome. He's your Michigan guy, wrote a great book. Um, and it's all for charity, nonprofits. You know, that's my my jam. So this works. And I just introduced our mutual friend Craig to it too. And I said, Craig, as you're growing, you should, it ha- allows you to systemize everything. Um, and you can make predictions based on the past. So yeah, I highly recommend you do it. EOS is, has been a godsend for us. Um, we're going to have Rob Dubay, who's a part of the EOS system, Gino Wickman on, who's a part of the system. They're all Michigan based people. Uh, again, just plan to f- or fail to plan, plan to fail. And, and boy, has it been good to me. It allows me to do all this harder than life stuff and still grow NTM at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So now what's next, man? Where do you see yourself in 10 to 15 years? You asked me on your podcast. I didn't really have an answer. So now I wanted to flip it on you and ask oh, what's your sure. legacy. I haven't thought of, I'm excited <laughs> for tomorrow all the time. It's it's like a little orphan Annie. Tomorrow, tomorrow. Uh I love you tomorrow. You're always a day away. Um What's next? I just kind of stole the thunder. We got that app coming out. We're going to spend, it's going to take me a minute to get it out because we're going to launch it fully fledged. It's not, we're not going to release it in pieces. How you do anything is how you do everything. So I, it's going to have value from day one and you're going to be able to get all things, personal development, professional development, uh, nutrition, leadership, and um, exercises. So, and the podcasts will be in there. Uh, so everything's going to be in one spot and it's going to take me a good couple months, probably, probably till the end of the year. It, I will put a January 1st launch date with a try to get it out December 1st. Uh, so that'll be number one and it'll be to grow that to a levels where it's, it's able to fund everything and make the charitable donations. The goal was $150,000 of charity this year. The goal becomes bigger next year until we finally get to the point where we can donate $1 million every single year. And then I end my life donating $50 million 
when I'm when I'm no longer on this earth. So we want to make an impact, leave a dent, leave a mark. Ten years from now, I'm 47. It'll be 57. I'll be doing the same thing, but probably taking over for the Ed Milets and the Tony Robbins. And but I'm going to be Kelly Siegel. Uh, yeah. I have a different. Uh, I have a different spin on this. I'm not them. I'm me. So I I want to help as many people. My big thing right now is really creating awareness that alcohol is not your friend. You, you're in Michigan. There's too many people that are drinking. If you're going to drink, you're, you, you'll you drink the booze, you lose. So I am really, if you look at my, my content, it's a lot about not drinking. So we will adapt to the times because I think in 10 years, I think it's going to, I think people are going to be disgusted with alcohol. I think it's a lot like cigarettes. It will be a lot like cigarettes in 10 years. We're like, oh, you drink? That's disgusting. I'm seeing it. I convert a person a week, if not a person a day. Um, now we got to stick with it and we're going to push harder. And, you know, as we hit these certain goals, I'm going to make them big, hairy, audacious and push harder and harder and harder and just keep doing good for people and bringing my big thing is bringing people with me. I, I just, I want to ensure that everybody knows that the life that you live is on the other side, that you want to live your, your dreams is on the other side of fear and anybody can do it. I am a poor kid from Warren, South Warren, Michigan, eight mile on Van Dyke, and I can do it. If I can do it, you can do it too. And it's just by following basic principles and saying no to toxic behaviors. Yeah. Yeah, I want to add a side note to set goals that are beyond your comfort zone that stretch you to, you know, find more of yourself, discover more of who you are and stretch yourself because if you know how to do it, that's an unworthy goal. You need to stretch yourself, figure out how to do it and expand and create new opportunities. Well, you know, if you set attainable goals, do you feel good that you you set an easy target? That's the, yeah, no. you, that's, you didn't stretch yourself. But also, if you set big, hairy, audacious goals that take 120% of you and you still hit the 100%, you're going to achieve 20% more than if you set it at 80%. Exactly. So you you may not hit your big, hairy, audacious goal, but you're going to far surpass uh, any achievable goal that you are, and you're going to feel good. And yeah. it is about the person you're becoming when you're stretching yourself. And you realize that man, life is pretty resilient. Your body's very resilient. The mind is so malleable that what you put your mind to is that anything is possible, infinitely impossible. You just got to do the work day in and day out and believe that you're making invisible progress. I forgot to say that when you said, how do you keep going when things aren't, when you don't see results? I believe in invisible progress because there's certain days I look at my calendar. What in the heck did you do today, Siegel? You didn't, you didn't move the ball forward at all. And wait a minute. Yes, we did. We yes, we did. And also, sometimes it's just invisible. Yeah, man. Well, you brought the fire today, man. Thank you so much. I love this conversation. I want to end it with a couple of things. I always yeah. do this. Uh, so I I wake my daughter up every morning and I say, "Be awesome and kind." I say it on all my all my pod or my reels as well. Be awesome and kind. And I love you very, very much. Not only you, but everybody else. And I like to say to people, love everybody and tell the truth. It's just, it's a Ram Dass quote that I love very much. Just be honest and lead with love. Life will be better.
So good, man. Kelly, thank you so much for being real, raw, and vulnerable with us today to share your story and inspire us to be harder than life. Your courage, passion, and transformation shine hope on the world, and it's a brighter place because of you. You're making a massive impact on those who need it the most, and I'm grateful for the impact that you've made on my life. Thank you for being here and joining us today, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for the kind words and expect to see you at the at the uh, holiday stuff for variety as well. Of course, man. Yes. Those are some good questions. We just rolled. Did you have those? Most of those sounded like they just rolled off. They did. The first like 30 minutes were just off the top of my head. I'm like, I got like 11 questions here. <laughs> I do the same thing. I, I, I can tell you the real successful podcasters who've been doing this a while. Are you ready to take charge of your health and transform your life? Well, get ready because we have the solution for you. Introducing the Nova Fusion 21-Day Wellness and Resilience Challenge, the ultimate program designed to stack massive momentum, achieve peak performance, and spark your transformation. In just 21 days, you can experience a total wellness revolution. Our challenge is jam-packed with daily inspiration, education, downloadable resources, and exciting challenges to keep you fired up and on track. But that's not all. When you join the challenge, you'll also become a member of our exclusive Nova Fusion family. Together we'll support and uplift one another as we continue to grow and thrive. Unlock the secrets of the world's best wellness and resilience practices to stay mentally and physically fit for a lifetime. From renewing healing practices to transformative high-performance techniques, we've got you covered. And here's something that sets us apart. I believe in these practices so much that I'm offering a money-back guarantee. That's right, if you don't see results, you can get your money back so you have absolutely nothing to lose, but everything to gain. So what are you waiting for? Take advantage of this limited time opportunity right now. Go to novafusion.co slash challenge to sign up and embark on the journey of a lifetime. Let's spark your transformation together. I can't wait to see you on the other side.